Hey, I've got some exciting news for you. For nearly a decade, the Social Media Marketing Society has been helping marketers like you to keep up with the changing times. This is our private community just for marketers, and the doors are open right now. When you join, you get access to ongoing training and become part of a welcoming community of marketers who are just like you. Learn more at smmarketingsociety.com. Again, smmarketingsociety.com. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. Hello, and welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, a Social Media Examiner production. I'm Eric Fisher, and my co-host today is Kim Reynolds. This is the show for marketers looking to stay on the leading edge of social media. We cover social media news that broke in the last few days. This week, we're actually covering a major story that broke just over a week ago. We touched on it briefly last time. We're going to blow it wide open this time. On today's show, we have none other than Michael Stelzner, who is CEO of Social Media Examiner. He will be joining us today as our special guest. And we are going to cover the Facebook news feed changes and more breaking social media marketing news of the week. And honestly, I'm going to just get out of the way and say, Michael, welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show. Hey, everybody. Uh, thank you so much, Eric. Um, so we've got a lot to talk about. And I know a lot of you are freaking out. Uh, a little backstory uh, on January the 11th, which was last uh, Thursday. Mark Zuckerberg and um, Adam, how do we say his last name? Mas I think it's Masari. Adam, Adam Masari posted something, and I happened to have caught it very early, within an hour of them posting it, and that something actually had previously already been written about by um, Digiday, and they had this big picture of Mark Zuckerberg in a nuclear cloud, and almost immediately the phrase Facebook apocalypse was born and I coined the phrase Facebook zero a while back and I've been kind of using that phrase um, and as those of you that are regular watchers of the live show have been watching me break down the what seems like every other month newsfeed updates that have been coming from Facebook over the last two years and I've been kind of saying uh-oh wow look at this uh-oh wow look at this now I decided to go live because Eric was not around, and it was pretty late. It was about 6 o'clock in the evening on uh, Thursday. I just went live, and I broke down what it said and what I believe it meant, and the post ended up going viral. I think it's been seen 540,000 times about now. It's been shared like 6,000 times, and it's just gone crazy. And then the next day I was all over the media. I was on uh, the BBC in the United Kingdom. I was on Fox News, television, San Francisco. I was on um, ABC News and NBC radio and all this stuff just blew up. And everybody wanted to talk to me, partly because I took an opinion on this. So what I want to do today is I want to actually give you the evidence and break it down in a way that makes crystal clear sense so that you can make the decision yourself about what this means. But I will at the top here tell you that I believe this is the biggest change that we have seen from Facebook in years. I'm going to quote some information. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg, CEO of Facebook, said, quote, on January 11th, we've gotten feedback from our community that public content, 
And then he defines what that is. Posts from businesses, brands, and media is crowding out personal moments. Then he went on to do what I would say, drop a bombshell. He said, based on this, we're making a major change to how we build Facebook. Now, these are not my words. These are Mark Zuckerberg's words. This is a major change directly from the man at the top. He said, quote, I'm changing the goal I give our product teams from focusing on helping you find relevant content. Stop for a second. Right there. That's so important. I'm telling the whole company, he's saying, to stop focusing on helping you, Facebook users, find relevant content on Facebook, okay? Then he goes on to say, two, helping you have more meaningful social interactions. I think that's about as clear as you can get. So the change is not going to be minor. It's not a tweak. It's a big change, according to Mark Zuckerberg, right? Because when he says the words major change, it's pretty clear. Then Adam Masari, who is the head of newsfeed for Facebook, outlined these changes in a post. And here's what he said. Point number one, space in the newsfeed is limited, quote unquote. Point number two, we'll show less public content, including videos and other posts from publishers or businesses, quote unquote. So, so far, he said... There's not, enough, there's not any more room left in the inn. And he said, we're not going to be showing as many, as much public content, including videos and other posts from publishers or businesses. Fact number three, pages may see their reach, video watch time, and referral traffic decrease. Now, up to this point, I don't think that face could be, could, could be any more clear about the fact that this is going to be a major change and that businesses and publishers are going to be impacted. My personal opinion based on experience covering this for almost two years is that typically they don't say uh, things as clear and black and white as this. They might, they usually say things may or may not improve, but here they're not doing that. So I interpret this as a, not that, um, Not that this is a possibility, but that this will be an actual reality, that this will happen for businesses. Moving along, Adam went on to say, quote, over the next few months, we'll be making updates to ranking. Okay, then in Mark Zuckerberg's quote, he said, well, we started making changes in this direction last year, but it will take months for this new focus to make its way through all of our products. Whoa. Mark Zuckerberg said, this isn't just going to impact the newsfeed. This is going to impact everything. And then he said, quote, the first changes you'll see will be in the newsfeed. Okay. So this is just the beginning of the rollout. This is going to impact all Facebook company products. That's what he said. Um, My opinion is that I've heard people, my friends, like Mari Smith, people in our community that are starting to already notice changes that they believe are this happening. I kind of think this is like uh, if you buy a VW Bug and you see everybody driving a VW Bug, you assume all of a sudden VW Bug sales are going up. I don't think that these changes have just rolled out just yet. I think we're going to see them as early as February rolling out. So, and I think that will be a wide scale change. 
Now, on a side note, Eric and I were talking this morning, the Huffington Post. I don't know, Eric, did you read the news on that? I did, yeah. What they decided to do was shut down their um, independent like news. Like it, it's, it's, a, it's a system where people were coming in and writing for them. And, you know, the, it's not necessarily in conjunction with this, but then again. They're, yeah, Huffington Post, which is the largest media site in the world that I'm aware of, if not the largest, one of the top three, has decided to cut, shut their contributor program down within yeah. one week of this announcement. Whoa. I don't know if there's a correlation, but I cannot not see a correlation. That's just a little side comment. Okay, some more details. Um, number one, video will get less watch time. Okay, this should be a concern to a lot of us marketers, right? Um, that means we're going to be seeing less video in the news feed. In addition, links to external pages will get less visibility. So if you are in the business like, like we are of blogging and you link back to your content, that will not be seen by your followers in the newsfeed as much. Um, number three, all posts will be impacted, including posts from pages and from people. And I've got some quotes here to uh, back this up. Um, some of this is from Wired Magazine. Uh, interview, exclusive interview with Adam Asari. And he said, quote, Facebook will, quote, prioritize posts that spark conversations and meaningful interactions between people. And then he also said, we're going to be weighing long comments more than short comments. And he also said, re reiterated that comments are more valuable than likes. Adam also said that video is primarily a passive experience. You just tend to sit back and watch it. And while you're watching it, you're not usually liking or commenting or speaking with friends. Okay. Mike Stelzner's assessment, you're going to see a lot less of these short, tasty style, 60 second videos. You're going to see a lot less animation loops, a lot less animated GIFs. You're going to, you know, most of these videos that are just like really short little videos that maybe show you how to go into a watermelon with like a hacksaw or something crazy like that, that stuff's just going to be gone. Um, and that's a major part of content for a lot of people. I also believe that we're going to see a lot of quote graphics disappear because that's a passive experience. You know, so many marketers create these cool little graphics with quotes on them and people just share them, but that's not going to be an important metric anymore. Not as important of a metric. It's going to be long comments. Most people don't comment on that stuff. They like and they share that kind of stuff. So uh, Eric, at this point, um, I'm going to recommend some steps that we can take um, and then we can open it up for Q&A. Okay. Number one, right. scale back the frequency of your posts. I think this is a very important thing to consider. If you are posting many, many times per day with the hope that frequency will get you exposure. I think this is crystal clear that that's going to essentially stop. It's not going to be seen as much. So you want to be very, very careful about the things you choose to post. If you think about the blogging world, there's been a movement in the blogging world. There used to be a, all of frequency game, and then people went into longer, more meaningful blog posts, right? Which were the kinds of things that Google was rewarding. So more thoughtful, um, posts that will spur interaction are going to be necessary. Uh, number two, you have to figure out how can you create content that will actually get people talking with each other, not just you. And I should state 
that um, the, some of the information that didn't make its way into these notes is that in a private Facebook group that I belong to, which is a media publishing group, Adam Masari said that personal profiles will be subject to the same algorithmic changes as business. So if you think that you can game this by just using your personal profile, it's not going to work. He said that the analysis is going to be at the content level. So for those of you that think that, oh, I've been using my personal profile for years, I'm fine because I'm not a business page and I'm not a publisher, I have confirmation that that is not going to be the case in this situation. So mobilizing your employees, mobilizing people to share, that will not necessarily work any longer. In addition, you're going to need to um, go back to like, how do people have conversations with each other? Because one of the things that was crystal clear in all the news and all the coverage and all the stuff that I've been looking at is Facebook is saying, it's not about you as a business communicating with individuals. It's about them communicating with each other. This is a radical shift, okay? So you have to ask yourself, like, it's one thing to comment on everybody who comments on you on your page, but it's another thing to create content that actually gets your fans and their friends to start interacting with each other. They actually want dialogue between human beings, not between humans and pages. Very, very important. So step one, scale back the frequency. Step two, figure out how to create engaging, interactive content between humans. Step number three is live video. Facebook said that live video gets six times the interactions of regular video. I think part of it is, you know, and we've experienced this at Social Media Examiner. Whenever we go live, there's tons of comments. It's very easy to get people to, you know, uh, interact with each other when they're live. Facebook has mechanisms that will show you your friends that are there watching the video along with you. So live video is going to be an important part of this strategy moving forward. And it was integrated into the Facebook news announcement that this is a way um, that you can do this. Um, another thing that you can do is you can go ahead and do what I call see first. Okay. So the see first, Eric, do you want to explain what that is real quick? Yeah. So the see first is a way that you can make sure at, in, in literally Facebook's words uh, on the, the official um, news feed, uh, sorry, their news page or article. Um, they said people who want to see more posts from pages can easily go and choose see first in the news feed preferences to make sure you always see posts from your favorite pages. Now I know from some people, your mileage may vary. You may sign up for see first, which is go to that profile or sorry, that page, click following, and then make sure you select see first. And even with that, I think you still have a limit of what, about 30 is what we've heard. Yeah. You have a uh, limit of pages. 30 different pages and people that you can see first in your newsfeed. Um, we have a really good video that we put together that you can share with your tribe. A lot of people have been sharing it, which is just a very simple animation that shows how to, how to have your community become see firsters, if you will. So I think, now, this this is something you want to do right now. Um, you want to train your tribe on how to become C-firsters because there are going to be a certain seg segment of your followers that are going to want to see what you post. And it's going to be really important that um, that they, they get a chance to know that this is an option before this thing starts kicking in. Step um, That's step 3A. Step 4 is avoid engagement bait. Facebook was very clear that if you use any kind of language that goat, what do they say? Um, goads people into commenting that those will be demoted by the newsfeed. So for example, saying in your post, 
please comment and interact with each other. That will actually be negative. You don't want that. You cannot ask for comments. Now, when you're live, I think you can. I think that's fine because that's normal. You're interacting with people. Um, but in a regular kind of normal context, like a graphic or a text, you do not want to create anything that's engagement bait. And if you've been using any techniques like contests that spur people to comment, that could hurt you. Remember, it's long comments. Uh, very, very clear feedback from Facebook, particularly in the Wired interview, that long comments are important. They're weighed far more heavily than short comments. So just a one-word comment or a GIF is not going to be sufficient. They really need to be like little paragraphs. Um, okay, number five, master Facebook ads. It's going to be, it's clear that this is a um, kind of a what's left. The only way to ensure, if you will, that your content will be seen is going to be by using Facebook ads. And obviously, if you have to spend money for your content to be seen, you're going to be more strategic and careful about what types of content you choose to put money behind. Uh, the last thing that I would recommend is to consider Facebook Messenger chatbots. What this allows you to do is it allows you to take a message and move it off of Facebook into uh, Messenger. And in particular, these chatbots allow you to carry on the conversation um, and the data lives in the chat bot, not inside of Messenger. So think of Messenger chatbots in the same way you think of email service providers. These Messenger chatbot services allow you to accumulate subscribers that you can communicate directly through Messenger to. And that's really powerful. And I think eventually figuring out how to train your community to get you to move from Messenger uh, into, I mean, from Facebook into Messenger will be very valuable. With that, I'll, I'll pass it over to you, Eric. We can open it up for comments. All right, great. So we've got a bunch of great questions, even a couple of great comments. Uh, I want to start off with something simple here. Uh, so remember when, I don't remember when they started this, but it became kind of just the ever-present thought that somebody at Facebook said, that Facebook, you know, in a year, two years, five years, whatever the, the factual information is on that, that most of Facebook would end up being videos at some point. So to hear them say less video almost seems contradictory. What do you think about that? Well, yeah. I think that the right kind of video will still have a place in a home on Facebook. For example, Facebook Watch is more episodic content, right? That's entertaining and um the kind of thing that you would watch on television. Facebook's making a huge investment to go after YouTube. And on YouTube, you're not seeing these short 60-second videos. You're seeing longer content. So I think shows like what we've been doing with The Journey, which is really ongoing storytelling, that kind of content should still have a place on Facebook. But I hypothesize that eventually that will not live in the news feed, but it will live in the watch area. Because every show that has... Every, every show on the Facebook watch has its own special show page and it gets its own notifications and, and all that kind of stuff. And I think we're going to move towards a day where this longer form video, which in our case is like about seven or eight minute weekly show, um, is going to live in the watch and the newsfeed will really just be for conversations between people. Perfect. So another kind of silver bullet thing that we've heard people talking about is Oh, well, then I'll just move all my page activity over to groups. <laughs> so yeah, why is that not necessarily true or false in some ways? Okay, so here's the deal. 
part of the reason why groups are successful is because they have meaningful conversations, okay? And that's where a lot of in-depth dialogue happens. What you're not going to see inside of groups is like you can't just go out and start a group tomorrow and try to get all your fans to go in the group and then hope you can do the same things that you did on Facebook in a group and then it will work. Because remember that group content is also seen through the newsfeed predominantly. Most people don't actually go to the group, quote unquote. As a matter of fact, I think they got rid of the group app, didn't they, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah. yeah. So there's no really easy way to get group content with the exception of going through the newsfeed. So, and because Adam Masari has already told us that the, the uh, newsfeed is looking at the content level, they don't care where you post it. They don't care if it's on a page or your personal profile or in a group. It's just not going to get seen, period, if it's not what Facebook deems as something that will spur meaningful content. So if you do start a group, you need to rethink your objectives. They cannot be the same as what a Facebook page does. Perfect. Well, and didn't you just say that um, Facebook is rolling out this type of change to all of their products so we can expect that this type of algorithmic change that's hitting the newsfeed is also going to hit groups? Yes. And by the way, for those of you that do get notifications for the groups that you belong to, just understand that that may not continue. You know, if Facebook is going to change the experience and have it be less about content, then getting notifications from a group that is content may go down. I mean, we've seen just the reorganization of the notifications thing. I mean, like it's yeah. it, it's changing all the time. So don't assume that just because today you get notifications when someone posts into a group that that's going to always be the case. Yeah, you'd have to do that dialing up to the utmost like priority your notifications, which is almost like a see first version of in groups, you know, po notify me when anybody posts in here. Do you really want that turned on? I don't think so. Yeah, and groups does allow all sorts of levels of notifications right now, but just you have yeah. to put yourself in the position of Facebook. They they know that marketers are going to try things to try to get their mission accomplished and they're going to stop whatever they feel like is abused. And if they see that groups all of a sudden, uh, people that manage groups are just abusing it by constantly posting links to external websites. They might just pare down those notifications for that group. I mean, in the end, they're trying to create a community that's completely focused around meaningful conversations. So, you know, I would be careful. I would, I would go with extreme caution. Yeah. There's going to be certain types of pages that have a distinct advantage with this algorithm change. And like, you know, pages that are dedicated to politics or even or even religion those or, types of or anything controversial happen. of course yes yeah and then you're going to get people that i can see a whole new niche type for marketers people that go in and they you know they start these conversations that are going to um stir up controversy just to get the conversations going those long dialogues back and forth and get people riled up i mean the moral of the story is many of you listening right now may not be in a business where you have fans that would ever do meaningful conversations on Facebook. And if that's the case, then you need to rethink how you're using Facebook. Maybe you just need mm -hmm. to focus on using advertising to drive the objectives of your business and not and, and use your Facebook page as a customer support vehicle. You know, I mean, the days of using Facebook as a distribution vehicle for content are essentially coming to an end. So we just need to be rethinking everything. 
I heard a comment the other day. Somebody put it this way. They said, instead of using Facebook as a stage to broadcast from, this now changes it to a coffee table to have conversations between a group of people. I thought that was a pretty appropriate way to put it. You just touched on ads. That's actually a question we have. Um, so someone's saying, what about small business? Paid ads would be better? Or, I mean, is Facebook going to really reduce the impact of ads? They say that would be cutting off the hand that feeds them. Here, the here's the deal. There's a reason why the stock went down 4%. Mark Zuckerberg publicly said to some of the financial institutions that they expect that they will see a financial hit as a result of this decision. So what that actually means is they're okay losing money to create a better user experience. So they don't care about that because in the end, if they, if everybody runs off to another social network because they don't like what they see, well, that's going to be a problem for Facebook. So this is like a long-term win for Facebook, a short-term lose. And understand that the cost of advertising on Facebook is going to go up in, unquestionably because you're going to see a lot of people trying to figure out how to use Facebook advertising in a way that they never have before. I think it's absolutely essential that everyone who's listening up their ads game, figure out how to use these things, figure out how to use messenger bots, figure out their new strategy. I'm working on my keynote um, literally right now for Social Media Marketing World, and I started counting We've got probably 20 sessions, no, more like 30 sessions if you count the live video sessions yeah. and you count the ad sessions and the bot sessions and the keynotes. There's so much stuff and it's literally coming so soon. There's never been a better time really to figure out a way, whether it's coming to our conference or some other event, how to master live video, Facebook ads, um, you know, and bots. I mean, those are really the three big things that you could start doing almost immediately and start to see, you know, a lot of advantages and live video is the one that's totally free. I want to point out a quote that was from Adam Masari. He said, literally in that wired interview, he said, ads is a separate system. So in terms of this ranking change, referring to the newsfeed, it doesn't apply. So, right. But let's be honest. Um, we've been told by uh, some of our friends like Dennis, you that the algorithm itself uses similar rule sets on ads as it does to organic content. So mm -hmm. everybody knows there's a thing called a relevance score, right, Kim? So mm -hmm. if, if, the, if, the, if the ad matches the audience really well, then it will increase the likelihood your audience will see it, right? So there is a magic sauce, and Kim knows better than anyone else on our team, to creating ads. And creating ads that spur engagement is a good thing, right? Yeah. So a mm -hmm. lot of this applies to that as well. Yeah. Uh, do you think that for a business who doesn't get engagement, they should still post even if it isn't being seen? So if someone goes to that business page to learn about the business, there's still content there. Yeah. Well, I've uh, Eric and I've talked about this at length and at social media. Exam you probably should talk about the things that we're not, we've decided yeah. we're not doing, but we've decided that we are posting links to our blog posts only as a courtesy to our C-firsters. Does that make sense? So the mm -hmm. idea is we've decided we're no longer doing it just as a business objective. Instead, we're just simply having it as a courtesy for those that are amongst the C-firsters who want to see that content. Um, because let's be honest, the amount of, we get millions of page views a month 
And I think we get maybe 10,000 of those coming from Facebook organic, uh, meaning things that we post on our wall. It's so inconsequential. If you do the math on it, it's like 0.00 something, and it's going to get a lot worse. So for us, it's just going to be like a simple courtesy. There's a lot of other things, Eric, you might want to mention that we've decided not to do anymore. Yeah. So let me take a couple, let me take like 30 seconds. I'll run down through it. And honestly, we viewed all of the different types of content that we post as social media examiner on our Facebook page through the lens of, of our content that we post, what, which of that, which of those different types or things we regularly do have conversational interactional comments. And when we looked at that, we said, okay, well, the top of the line thing that does the best is first and foremost, the social media marketing talk show, this show on Facebook. So it's a keeper. We're going to continue doing the show. Yay. Uh, Share it, everyone who's watching and comment. There you go. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Number two is actually the journey. Now, some of you might be thinking, well, but wait, that's video. Why would you keep doing video if people are going to see less video in the newsfeed? It's because conversationally, it was twofold. One, like you were talking about earlier, it's the Facebook watch factor. And it's also the the factor of people seek that out and and wait for it, anticipate it, yep. and then come. And three, have conversational, interactional comments. And on by it. the way, we should we should note that a couple of weeks ago, Facebook said that they would be giving preference to video that people seek out. So this is our show is one of those things people search for. They go back to our page to watch it. You know what I mean? So that's the kind of content they want to keep delivering. Yep. Uh, let's see. The next one that we're keeping is what we jokingly refer to as the Jeff and Eric show when Jeff and myself go live and we do breaking news, or if we just have a really cool topic, we go live and it's not us bouncing off each other the whole time. It's us interacting with you guys on the page, which is fun. And then once we're done being live, Jeff and I go back in and interact with everybody as well, back and forth. So that's a keeper, something we're killing whether you like that or not, is the, uh, we were doing something called a podcast uh, trailer, video trailer. And it was basically, we'd take a, you know, a a pull quote, audio pull quote from the weekly podcast, and we would create a video of that. It was great and all, but it didn't really get many comments as it is. It'd get great views and all that, but it just didn't spur uh, interaction, conversation. Uh, I'm trying to think of anything else. Well, Sometimes we're, we're, also, do, we're not sharing quote, quote graphics anymore either. No, no, no more quote graphics either. Those, yeah, those weren't really doing that great. One as well, of the things so. we're experimenting with is whether or not we should actually comment using our personal profiles instead of our company profiles. And this is something you might want to consider, you know, if you have a team, um, maybe getting them to go on there and interact, not as the brand, but as an individual actually might be interesting. I think in the end, you know, that's a little bit of a trying to trick the system kind of thing, but we're experimenting with it. You know, sometimes on the journey, I respond in my personal profile. Other times I respond as the page. Um, thing, things to think about, you know. So in the end, what we're doing is we're going live as our core content on our Facebook page with more than a half a million people. It is really the main thing that we do. And then we post um, to our five or six articles a week, like I said, as a courtesy to the C firsters. And, you know, we have been, oh, the other thing, Eric, we got rid of is these holiday posts. Uh, why don't you explain that, remember? Yeah, so uh, we are uh, eliminating kind of what we called our holiday posts, which was, and, and you know, we're not going to not, you know, wish you a Merry Christmas or some other holiday, but it was interesting 
content that was kind of you know national clean, clean up, up your, your desktop desk day, day yeah exactly a picture of all the, the zevia cans on mike's desk for example so yeah so that which con- was really fun we actually did get more comments and interaction on that one so. yeah so it's really kind of going back to basics you guys i mean it really is like those of us that have been around for a long time this is kind of you know what things were like in the olden days you know um we are asking engaging questions like eric asked i think earlier this week you know what are you planning on changing as a result of the news feed changes you know those are the kind of things to use my friend ray edwards phrase join the conversation people are already having in their heads you know Mm -hmm. um and when people actually can comment and it's like a whole sentence or more that's the kind of stuff that you want to have people do, you know, I think having people do GIF comments and picture comments, I don't think that's the future here. No, not at all. Um, Tying back in, I know earlier you mentioned frequency of posting. Do you have any kind of guidance in that vein? I don't know that it necessarily matters. What I would do is I would honestly start watching your reach on the posts that you're doing and see if they start declining enormously. And if they do over the next two months, and you know that that's a signal that something's wrong. Um, I, I've had private conversations with some of our friends who post huge quantities a day. They're going to be changing. You know, if you are one of those brands that posts like every five or 10 minutes, I think you need to rethink it. You know, if you post 30 times a day, I think you re- need to rethink it. I think we're moving towards an a, a day where once a day or maybe even once a week may become the new norm because in reality, it just may be very hard for you to create the kinds of content that will get in front of your audience. Yeah. Um, One of the other things that I think people may have misunderstood when you were talking in your original video, uh, you mentioned not scheduling posts. Now, for example, we do schedule posts like for example, the journey, because we know, we want it to go out a specific date, a specific time, yeah. and have it prepped and all that. But that's unique. Well, what I what I said, what what I what I uh, let me tell you what I meant by what I said. Right. The, the idea of scheduling anything that links back to your website is kind of a a done deal. It's like mm-hmm. irrelevant, you know. And it wasn't until I talked to Mari Smith after I went live that she said, "Well, what about the C firsters?" And I'm like, "Okay." That's relevant, right? So so posting a link with the understanding that no one will see it but the C-firsters, that's fine. That's a courtesy. But mm-hmm. in reality, I'm not sure that in the end how valuable that's going to be. You know, I just don't know. I don't think using Facebook to drive traffic off Facebook is going to matter anymore, period. Because if someone clicks on your link and they don't have a comment on your link, then it's just not going to get seen. And eventually the C first stuff is going to be algorithmically determined too. You know, I mean, like they can't ever, you know, see it all. So the reality is that we probably will get to a day where content will be delivered through Facebook Messenger. And that Mm -hmm. is something you can do with bots. You know, you can ping people in Messenger. Hey, new post, bing in Messenger. You know, that's the kind of thing you have a lot more control over. That's why I said what I said, because the, the writing is on the wall. You know, if you are... If your job is to do this for a company to drive traffic back to the website through organic activities, you need to retrain yourself because that is going to stop. You'll have to figure out how to do with ads. 
you'll have to figure out creative ways to talk about it in live and maybe get people to interact with it live and deliver the content and still be of value to the community. But it's all going to stay on Facebook. Uh, Two kind of splints off of that. Number one, some people are asking, is there a way for us to see who our C-firsters are? And and I don't think that's possible. No. Uh, I don't know if you've heard that from anybody at all. There's not. I don't think there is. Um, the one other thing I want to mention is that I remember from looking officially at that um, at Facebook's Facebook's basically press release on this, they kind of throw it away that that see first thing as like a caveat at the end where they they toss out this hypothetical question. Oh of, yeah, let me say, let me tell you what they said. You know, is there a way yeah. that our pages can be seen? Yes. With the C first. I mean, that's yes. essentially what they're telling us, you know? Exactly. They don't normally do that. Look, anybody who's studied what Facebook has released, you know, they're they're essentially telling us, look, folks, you know, yeah, you're going to see pretty substantial declines. I mean, like I said, if you think it's bad, it's going to get way worse. I'm not overreacting because Facebook's telling us this, you know? And journalists and media are talking about this behind the scenes. You know, like this is a huge change. And it's funny because so many people, I think, are like ostriches hiding their head in the sand saying, oh, you know, this isn't a big deal. Well, I think it is a big deal for our tribe because so many people in our tribe, this is their job. This is what they do for a living. Their livelihood is dependent upon this. And I have data that I'll be revealing at Social Media Marketing World that we just captured. We just surveyed 5,700 marketers and I know what their plans are and I know this that their plans will not work based on this change. So folks, do not get caught off guard on this thing. You know, you need to change and nobody likes change, but this is the industry we live in, right? The fastest changing industry on the planet. Yeah. Uh, So comments are most important, not shares slash reactions. Correct. Yeah. That's, that's a good one. Now, um, now do you realize, realize that if you do share, if someone does share and they put a comment at the top of the share or their share spurs comments, I think that that's all kind of potentially part of it, right? Because you can do a regular share and then you can do a comment. It's kind of like a retweet without a comment versus a retweet with a comment. You know, so so if, you, if someone did a share and they put like their own thoughts on it, I'm pretty confident Facebook is treating that as if it was a comment. Mm-hmm. So this goes back. This question is an interesting one. I know, I know, I think I know what your answer is going to be, but let me ask it anyway. So this goes to that whole, well, I'm going to go use my profile then instead of a group or a page. So they ask, what about industries and brands like real estate agents, mortgage people, et cetera, who use their personal profile for business, even though they aren't supposed to? Won't those still get in Adam Masari told us inside of the media Facebook private group that this will apply to individuals and pages. Okay, so it's, you're not immune if you are an individual. The, the critique from the algorithm is going to happen at the content level. doesn't matter mm-hmm. where you post it. Personal profile, Facebook group, business page, it doesn't matter where you post it. And I would say if you're doing that on your personal profile and the people that are following you or let me let me rephrase that if your friends are looking at that content and not commenting it's going to get buried let me put it differently if they're not commenting with each other on that content it's definitely going to be buried because yeah, that's the exactly. point right interaction exactly. 
It's all about interaction between humans. And that's, that's the hardest part in this. Like, how do we do that? I mean, seriously, how do we do that? How do we create content that gets people talking to each other, not with the page? That's honestly the head scratcher, right? It's like, what, Mm -hmm. how do we do that? You know, that's, that's, that's the part where we've never, ever had to think that through as, as marketers, you know, that's what they're looking for though. Yeah. Any ideas? Go ahead. Kim. I was going to say, that's where, that's where, um, networking skills are going to really come in handy. I think about somebody like Jillian, Jillian force, who is of course, one of our ambassadors at social media marketing world and how she's great at bringing people together. And so pretty soon you're going to have people in, in the, in the comments where you're going to have to go in and you're going to basically going to have to learn to network in the comments and be like, Oh, well, so-and-so you just remarked that. Well, what do you and tag so-and-so think about so-and-so's yeah and i know what's fascinating about this is jay bear said um you know what how does that benefit the business right i mean we have to think ourselves do we want to be in the business of of encouraging our tribe to interact with each other does that serve the business objective right and these things Mm -hmm. have to be seriously thought through like you know like okay so the social media examiner fans are all talking to each other how does that help accomplish the marketing mission of social media examiner. We seriously have to think that through. There is some, you know, benefits, right? Because we're the ones that are facilitating or opening up the dialogue that's enabling that to happen. Um, but it may not serve the, obviously, the, the the big picture objectives of selling more tickets to social media marketing world or getting more email subscribers. So, so that's the kind of thing that, like, you know, we need to really rethink a lot of the strategy here. <laughs> Okay, I have to throw this out there. Tim Lewis, who always has great comments, said, so when someone says, should I go to SMMW, Social Media Marketing World, then we should all bundle in and say yes, <laughs> which I agree to. I say yes to that. No, the but problem again, is that's yes, a short comment. yes is a short comment. Instead, you should say comment. yes because they have the best Facebook ads experts in the world or yes because if you learn bots, you'll be able to do this, that, and the other thing. So yeah, I mean, the short comments aren't going to matter, right? Because Facebook might interpret that as uh, this is not a meaningful conversation. And this is the key words that they use over and over again, meaningful conversations. How can Mm -hmm. you spur meaningful conversations? Do we have any indication about how events on Facebook will be affected by this? You know, honestly, I think that what's fascinating about events is meaningful conversations actually go on over there. You know, they're almost like mm-hmm. groups. They're they're not all that different. You know, like someone might post on our event page, you know, uh, what's the dress code on the aircraft carrier, you know, and then all these people are going to comment about what they wore and be careful about high heels and all that stuff. So I think it could be. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, groups and events seem to have that kind of good conversation. One of the other things I know we talked all about the whole like frequency of posting and the scheduling of posts, but there's also this kind of persistent, what's the best time to post on what network thing that continues to go to this day. Do you think post timing is a thing we need to even worry about at this point? Well, I think so when it comes to live video, for sure. Um, I think that if you know, when people are on Facebook and you go live, that's going to be beneficial. I think it was because I went live around 6 PM Pacific when that video went viral which is, you know, probably people are at home hanging out on their couch looking at Facebook, you know, um, all across America. I think that that gave me a bit of an advantage. I wasn't thinking about that when I went live. It just happened to be when I went live. 
So I think that if live video becomes an important strategy, then you definitely need to make sure that you can get your community on there. And then, yes, that does matter what time of the day. You think this does for, and I, I know these were already going down as it was, but like contests or sweepstakes done on Facebook. I honestly do not think that this is going to be a good thing for contests and sweepstakes. Um, as a matter of fact, I can't even remember the last time I saw a contest or sweepstake on Facebook. Can you, Eric? No, I, I honestly can't. I, uh, so, other than yeah, other than my wife, who's clicked share when in the text of the post on some random page it says share this to enter to win. I don't yeah. know what something yeah. I didn't care about it for sure. So yeah, I mean, just to be clear, in, in summary, folks, and and then if you want, Eric, we can transition back to the rest of the news. In summary, I just want to I want to iterate a couple of points here, which I think are very important. Number one, you need to rethink this frequency of your posting strategy. Less is more. Number two, you need to figure out how to create content that'll get people to actually interact with each other. That is not normal for us marketers. So we're gonna have to get creative. Number three, you gotta get your live video game on. Figure out how to do it. Maybe if you're a consultant, start doing it for your clients, you know, and start being a live video consultant. I think we're gonna see a lot more live video. Um, number three A, get your C firsters up there, you know, figure out a way to train your community to become C firsters. And we have a great video on social media examiner. If you scroll down our Facebook page, uh, number, number four, avoid engagement bait, which means don't ask people to comment. You just can't, you know, don't do anything that will game the system. The algorithm is smart. Number four, master. I mean, number five, Facebook ads, Facebook ads, Facebook ads, Facebook ads. And then the last thing is messenger chatbots. Start thinking about that because that's a way that you can move people off of Facebook into a private conversation that is ultimately controlled by software behind the scenes that is a repository of mobile IDs that allows you to communicate with these people through the medium of Messenger. Um, now, for those of you that are freaking out and need a plan, I, I want to say there's never been a better time to consider social media marketing world. Whether you get the virtual ticket and get the recordings that happen a couple of weeks after the event, or you come to San Diego, this is one of those job keeper kind of things, right? This is one of those, I need to make sure I do not become obsoleted, right? I need to make sure that I can provide value because now all of a sudden I need to change the way that I'm doing what I'm doing. And with the all access ticket, you get the recordings of everything and you get the workshops and the whole shebang. And we've got, we've got like eight sessions on Facebook ads. We've got eight sessions on live video. We've got four sessions on bots. I'm going to be talking from the keynote stage on strategy. We've got Brian Solis talking about the future. Um, I'm sure he'll be talking about Facebook. Uh, we've got Mari Smith and Brian Fanzo talking about how to attack this Facebook apocalypse thing. Like the best minds in the world are going to be teaching on this. So seriously, like now is the time. All right. I will step off my marketing <laughs> thing and pass it over to you, Eric. Thank you so much for allowing well me to done. come on. Well done, Mike. All right. So I don't even need to do the spiel. You just literally did it. So again, if you, if you're listening to this and you need to pull over and make your ticket order, it's smmw18.com head straight over there. You know, you need to be there. And with that, Mike's gone. But uh, we still got a couple other minor pieces of news, so we'll cover that here, and then uh, we will get out of here and let you go on your day. So uh, Facebook Watch Party, what is this, Kim? Okay, so this is 
a new video experience called Watch Party. And what it is, is this feature allows Facebook group admins and moderators to select any public video on Facebook, live or recorded, and share it with other members of the group who can then watch it at the same time in the same place. So these videos will have a dedicated comment reel with everyone watching and reacting at the same moments together and creating, hopefully, a deeper shared viewing experience. And this goes back to what we were just talking about with Mike. You know, they want to have these these meaningful experiences. So um, right now, the watch parties are just being tested with a handful of groups, but they're looking, Facebook is looking to expand this new feature soon. And... Facebook said that they're starting this um, watch party with groups because over 1 billion people use groups every month to connect around their passions and hobbies. And that live video, um, they're, they're hoping that these these watch parties will incorporate live video because live video on Facebook generates six times more discussion. And... Watch Party could bring that same kind of interaction to recorded video. So, um, you know, it's, uh, again, Facebook's attempt to bring these meaningful conversations now to video within groups. Yeah, I think it's so. funny that literally they roll out this test on the heels of this uh, this major announcement about meaningful conversations and interactions and, and and what it's it's like it's like having movie night almost but digitally right well you know? they're saying you know the video is going to become you're going to see less video but now they're saying well you're going to see less video but if you want to watch it all together then you can see more video so right. you know it's yeah. it's the it's how you consume the video that matters to facebook now yeah so all right next up uh instagram is testing a new type of story for stories. And what's interesting is it's actually called or being referred to as type. So it's a new type called type. Uh, Next web is reporting that this feature appears as an additional option at the bottom of the stories camera, along with boomerang and rewind. And what this is, is it basically is a text only story post type called type. And I, sorry, I have to keep doing that. Um, and what it is, is they were, testing this back in December, we heard about this. They were testing five new fonts for Instagram stories in Japan. Well, this week they, we discovered that what they're doing now is actually making it text only stories. So you can have kind of that uh, best thing I can describe it as is it looks like the, you know, text or te the, you know, text only on color type posts that you see on Facebook all the time these days. It's like that, but it's in story format inside of Instagram stories. So they're testing this. Uh, we'll see how this goes. We'll see if it rolls out full uh, all the way out to, to everybody. Um, the other piece of Instagram news is the show activity status feature in direct messages. And I opened up my brand new, uh, you know, download of the update to Instagram. Sure enough, I went into d direct messages and right there by everybody instead of their, it used to be it was their name. And then a summary or the, you know, the first couple words of what we'd last gone back and forth about. It now said active three minutes ago, active 15 minutes ago, 25 minutes ago, et cetera. And so it's not a, a status per se, but it's a version of that kind of like what you see in Facebook Messenger, um, in, but minus the like little green dot that says 
you know, they're active. They're, they are available instead of when they were last active. So I don't know how that, I mean, I'm kind of curious to see how people uh, take to that, knowing how recently somebody was present on direct messages to maybe try and message them again real quick, you know? Yeah. Or see if they're ignoring you. Yeah. So, yeah. Nice. Okay. So um, next up. So LinkedIn has sent an email to group admins. And if you're a group admin of a LinkedIn group, you got this email. And so there's some upcoming changes. And the big announcement is that LinkedIn will no longer be supporting its standalone iOS app for groups as of February 15th. And it has also unveiled improvements coming to the main LinkedIn groups on the web and mobile. So these, these improvements include I've got some Im uh, images here. These improvements include the ability to see updates in the newsfeed, on, or rather on the homepage of LinkedIn, the, uh, to access groups from the homepage, and richer conversation tools like video posts, the ability to app mention members, and reply to comments. So they're greatly enhancing groups on desktop and mobile web for groups, getting rid of the iOS app and um, kind of basically what Facebook did with groups. Mm -hmm. So yeah. they're getting rid of the app and improving the experience within LinkedIn itself. So hopefully they're getting rid of all the spam issues and just making it much more full featured. So, Very interesting. Yeah. I, and, yeah. and there wasn't like an, uh, there was an email that went out, but there was no right. like official announcement landing page for this announcement, which was, a, was, was also interesting to me. Right. Yeah. Just, just the email. So, yeah. So that's all we know about it. It's, it's not a whole lot of information, but that's, that's what we know that as of the 15th of February, that app won't be working any longer. Yeah. Um, and I've, should mention uh, Allie McKee, head of the Social Media Marketing Society. She said that email went out to group admins. So that way right. may be why some of us got it and some of us didn't. So right. you're wondering why I didn't get an email. So right. uh, in, in our last little piece of news here, Facebook has entered into more music right agreements with more companies. So we've announced this a couple of different times now. Uh, Facebook has continued to announce partnerships with two of the largest major music companies in the world, Universal Music Group and Sony ATV. Uh, last week, last week, Facebook announced that it, it has entered into the user-generated content agreement with Global Music Rights, a first of its kind, and par partnerships with. Oh gosh, I'm gonna but butcher this. Uh, S E S A C H F A, Rumblefish, and Cobalt Music Publishing. <laughs> Uh, anyway, like these partnerships with Universal and Sony, these three new agreements will enable users to upload and share videos with music on Facebook, Instagram, and Oculus and allow publishers to be compensated for the use of their music. I would say before you go ahead and just do that, I would check and see uh, <laughs> which videos it is you're wanting to share uh, or upload and do your due diligence before you just go ahead and continue to do that. Make sure you've got um, one that's covered by these agreements. So. And that is our show. Uh, we hope you liked this super big special episode here. We thought it was warranting to really take the time to cover uh, specifically the Facebook newsfeed updates and changes that we've talked about for the majority of this episode. Like Mike said, uh, 
this is the perfect time to grab your ticket to social media marketing world because of how many sessions we've already got on chatbots, on messenger, on ads, on live video. And you know already, because he said so, that his keynote is going to have a ton to do with this uh, update. Uh, I've already talked with him about it a bunch. Um, so grab it, smmw18.com, grab your ticket. I want to say special thanks to Jeff C for handling the simulcasts and Grace Duffy, our show producer for doing a bunch of stuff behind the scenes during the week and today as we recorded, as well as Kim Reynolds, my co-host. And thanks again, Yay. Mike Stelter, for stopping by as our guest. Uh, you can find the audio of this show on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. New, new episodes drop every Monday. So if you know somebody who needs to listen to this, go share that with them or share this video if you're on Facebook, Periscope, YouTube, uh, even on Crowdcast. And we will be back next week, Friday, January 26th at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. And you can get this on your calendar, socialmediaexaminer.com slash live show. And with that, we want to say thank you and have a great rest of your day and a great weekend. And we will hopefully see you soon in a few weeks at Social Media Marketing World. Bye, guys. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. Hey, just a quick reminder, join the Social Media Marketing Society today and level up your marketing for your company or your clients. Visit smmarketingsociety.com to find out more.